Hello and welcome back. The time is 10.40 and you're listening to your local GGA partner station. Today we're joined by four-time Donkey Kong 64 completer, Richie. Richie has just released their debut memoir titled, I Beat Donkey Kong Four Times. Hi, Richie. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It means a lot to be here with you. So most people would say beating Donkey Kong three times is enough. What compelled you to keep going back for more of the Donkey Kong? Well, I, I just fell in love with this video game ever since I've played it when I was a child. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. upon revisiting it as an adult, I found myself taking a lot of meaning. I see, my, I see a lot of parallels um, between the real world. Yeah, what would you say some of those, some of those are? I know there's you know, a lot of characters in the DK franchise, but what specifically, especially in you know, these unprecedented times we're in, what makes Donkey Kong so special? Well, when most people think of Donkey Kong 64, they think of the collectathon, right? The collectibles, including yes. the bananas, the coins, and the blueprints. Yeah. So letters, is that one of those types of games? Yes, yes. And notably, we as a community don't think of collectivism when talking about Donkey Kong 64. Sure. That these five primates are stronger as a collective than they are as individuals. Wow. That's interesting. Now, which member of the DK crew do you believe you most relate to? I find myself relating a lot to Lanky Kong. Um, Mm. He's the one with the long, that would be the orangutan. Yes, he's an orangutan, of course. Um, He has a silly, uh, playful nature to him. He's like a pure soul that has not been corrupted by... Um, the industrial forces that King K. Rule wishes to bring upon the island. True. I'd um, say he's, at least from an outside view, you know, obviously I haven't beaten Donkey Kong 64 even one time, let alone four. That's a shame. But Lanky always struck me as the, the grassroots primate of the group. Yeah, it's a grassroots efforts these primates have to, you know, fight against King K. Rule and these industrial forces... From the beginning of the game, you step outside and you see a giant mechanical structure um, built in the image of King K. Rool. And opposed to that, you see the island and all of its natural beauty shaped in the head of Donkey Kong. And you get to see this zoomed out view of what to expect in this video game. It's the natural fighting against the industrial Yeah, true, and that can't be good for the environment. No, no. Now, in your memoir, you mentioned that Donkey Kong is a huge source of inspiration for you. Now, if you don't mind, I just wanted to read a portion of the DK rap and get your thoughts on it. So, the game opens up. Actually, this is pretty early on in the song. Mm -hmm. It says, in reference to Donkey Kong, He's finally back to kick some tail. His coconut gun can fire in spurts. If he shoots you, it's gonna hurt. To me, Donkey Kong does not sound like a good role model. Frankly, he sounds violent here. Now, in contrast to what you were just saying as Donkey Kong's stone structure is some source of good or some good imagery against the corrupt industrial, you know, mechanical imagery of K. Rool's castle, what this song doesn't seem to back up that claim that Donkey Kong is someone to be you know sought after or inspired by what what does that mean to you well at face value you can interpret 
that specific lyric as you see Donkey Kong doing violence, but what context is left out from that statement is who is the violence being done to and why is that violence being done? I would argue that a primate has the right to defend themselves from these forces that wish to destroy their land. And that is the central premise of my new memoir. I beat Donkey Kong 64 four times, wow. which, and, and we, we talked about Lanky Kong earlier and orangutans, of course, they are objectively the greatest primate on this earth. Yeah, objectively. Yes. I think all of our listeners can probably back you up on that claim. Yeah. We're on agreement here. They share 97% of their DNA with humans and they're incredibly smart, but unfortunately critically um, endangered, mm-hmm. which is why a portion of the sales of my book, I beat Donkey Kong 64, four times will go to the world wildlife fund that goes towards orangutan preservation. Wow. Well, you heard it here first folks. Richie's doing doing good by orangutans all over the land. Now, what advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Just think a lot about the media that you consume and what it means to you and what kind of message the creator is looking to impart upon the player. Um, wow. You can do this as well, yeah. Wow, very introspective stuff there. And And to double back on your last answer... You know, that, that rap, what I'm seeing after asking that question, that yes, this is an, an out-of-context portion where it doesn't show me what DK is fighting for. And DK is, of course, short for uh, Donkey Kong. I believe that's, you know, how it's referred to in this kind of community of playing these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, it leaves out what he's fighting for, the greater context. And, yeah, I, I, I agree with your worldview on here, and I'm honestly quite inspired yeah, which is why everyone should um, play this video game for themselves and not listen to what you know Fox News has to say about the violence that Donkey Kong does. Yeah, I, th- I think they leave out quite a bit here, but not here on GGA. We will give you the- give you a straight always. And I appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Well, again, that's Richie. His debut memoir has just been released. I beat Donkey Kong four times. Please go pick that up. Support your local bookstores and. Uh, try and get a copy wherever you can buy multiple copies um Bridget, where can people find you you can find me at game guys advance on twitter.com wow excellent and joining us again is toad to give you the money watch toad please tell us how the dow and the s&p 500 are doing okay let's go <laughs> yes! all right thank you toad And here's the latest and the greatest from the Koopa Quintet. Please enjoy.
10, 16 a.m., 300 degrees outside. You're listening to your local WGGA radio station. Meow, what are we talking about today? We're talking about stray, of course. Stray what? Stray cats, stray robots, uh, no humans. Stray feelings. Stray feelings, yeah. Um, hey, I, uh, I think the cat game was pretty good. Yeah. I like the cat game, but the question I have is, is it a cat game or is it a robot game? Be real. It's a ro- it is it is a robot game, 100%. It's a robot game. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think they added cat mechanics, you know, to try and uh kind of pander to their cat demographic to make the robot game more palatable, perhaps. Ex- exactly. And it worked. <laughs> Oh yeah, especially the. I guess you played on PS Five, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did all the fun controller things that Sony forgot about, like the haptic feedback on the. Yeah. On the How long did you uh, spend scratching the first carpet? Not a lot, because I have really bad um, tendonitis, <laughs> so I can't be like mashing triggers. I can't play like first-person shooters for that reason. Um. <laughs> so you don't like that they're putting resistance on controllers now. No, it hurts my hands. They're making it even harder for you. <laughs> yeah, it hurts my hands. Uh, what what's this game about? It's about <laughs> um, well, the whole thesis I have is that, and this is gonna be very on brand. There's a lot of near automata DNA. I I think this game is about humans, despite the fact that it's starring cats and robots. Yes. Oh. Yeah yeah oh, should we say up front like, we're gonna be talking about spoilers uh if you haven't played the five hour game quite yet uh i would just, just go for it yeah just pause this real quick and then you can come back here if you want but i would at least knock the game out first yeah mm-hmm. you can do that in like one sitting yeah <laughs> i think i yeah. did it in one sitting <laughs> yeah pretty much um which is a blessing uh this game shouldn't be 10 or 15 hours yeah and yeah. i'm i'm glad it's not there was certainly a part of the game where i just kind of meowed my way through it where i just uh specifically like halfway through after you get out of the sewers there's that mm. ant village mm-hmm. i just kind of i kept climbing you can either hang out with the people or just keep climbing up to midtown yeah yeah i'm glad you brought that up actually and i guess we'll talk about the the near parallels later actually Mm -hmm. but i i actually did feel like a low point at the same part of the game yeah i was so sick of like the sewers and the the um the little termite guys the zerks yeah the zerks that i I was like kind of sick of it once i got to the ant village i just started climbing up and up and up Mm -hmm. um but it came back to life when you reached the Midtown area uh, with, like, the neon lights all over again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think this, the having the sewers, I wish that wasn't in the game at all. Me too. Uh, it's so weird. I had the same exact thought and note here. Yeah, because I really don't like, I don't like a lot of, uh, I don't know. It was almost scary. It was kind of like, it was really stressful. Yeah. And if they had found a way to just like connect the slums to the midtown area and kind of just be like an open city game where you uh, do deliveries for robots, mm-hmm. that would have been my shit. But this was still really good. Um, yeah, I think the I... only re- 
the redeeming part of the Zerks is the lore about them. Yes. Um, so the humans had so much trash and junk just sitting at the slums of this Walden city that they created a, um, like a it's bacteria. Yeah. Mm, a bacteria to eat it. And it just evolved and became destructive. Yeah. It's fine. So I guess eventually the bacteria considered humans to be trash, which mm, were they wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I think were the Zerks should have eaten us. Actually, I'm going to go to like the beginning of the game to get some complaints out of the way. Yeah, get them out. One, you start out just doing some cat-ass stuff. You're hanging out with some strays. Mm. Do you wish you could have picked one of the other cats? I actually thought about that. Because um, I think you and I both would rather play a black cat. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of wanted to role play as my cat. Or at least yeah. help my own cat through this this these perils. Mm-hmm. My my thinking is that um, because it's such a dark game, I think the light cat was like a choice, um, so that you could clearly see the character in like dark alleyways and stuff. Uh, that's just a theory, but it's a really good theory. <laughs> I didn't even think of taking a black cat through the sewers. I guess they could have just slapped like a white vest on it, but there's still a good portion of um, exploring you have to do before you get a cool little robot vest. Yeah, yeah. So like. One, I wish we could pick a cat, but yeah, two, I thought the, I, yeah, I understand the story with the Zerk stuff, but I did not like having, it was almost like The Last of Us. I don't like that game either, but mm-hmm. like running from those scary clickers in that game, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, it's too, too scary for the nice exploration game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think this game needed it. I was, um... And I, I think we're being critical because we like this game. Like Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm only critical of games that I enjoy. So um, actually during the marketing of this game, I remember the first trailer, there was like no combat to be seen. It was sort of just like, again, like this ideal um, cat delivery game. And then in the later yeah. trailer, um, we got to see the combat. And I kind of got the vibe that maybe like, they were told to put combat in the game like i I don't know yeah like we we need some objective there was puzzles but like the puzzles were good enough i don't think i needed to be chased by flesh-eating bacteria while trying to solve a puzzle Mm -hmm. (laughs) i hated that um i i wrote down that i don't think this game even needed a cat okay like like you get that drone pretty early on Mm-hmm. And that drone does almost all the heavy lifting. You're kind of just a driver for that drone. Mm. Um, but much later on, you you know you're kind of separated from the drone, and realize yes, this cat is is one of the one of the boys. Yeah, I think it could have been more cat like. The game could have done more cat stuff. Right, right. I think yeah, I think they maybe wanted it to be like. Um, like some kind of organic uh, being stumbling into this unknown world. And maybe if like you played as a robot, it would be like, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be attached to it at all. I think like they built a robot game and we're like, oh, crap. It'd be pretty cute if a cat had to get through this. Yeah. (laughs) And it worked out. (laughs) They, They did such a good job of actually capturing 
the little intricacies of like what cats do mm-hmm. like tripping people like tripping people like rubbing up against their leg and and the robots they the the hearts display on their face yeah i would just there's a that one robot sleeping on a couch and you just jump on his chest and he wakes up and goes whoa yeah and then you just kind of snuggle there for a bit those scenes are really nice when you just zoom out slowly yeah those like all the little cat spots but once it starts like auto zooming i wait until it's all the way out and then i think that's all my screenshots really really yeah they're all just like the cute posts Hmm. yeah i i took a bunch of there's no uh like photo mode in this game which is a crime it is a crime but i realized that if you stick the um your perspective in between the cat and like a wall right behind it the cat kind of goes out of view um allowing you to take some pretty cool shots Ooh, pro strat yeah um i think the favorite one that i took it was in the midtown area there's this machine that's like dripped out in like a big puffy yellow jacket (laughs) and he's like in front of a supreme table (laughs) he's got his arms across and he's wearing he's wearing timberlands yeah and uh He's like at a bar and there's like a pool table and on the wall is like 15 to 20. It almost looks like um you go into the Dolly Mini and type like beach scene. Yes. That like there's so many it's like robots like found out that humans like to frame photos of mm-hmm. what of like beaches or the outside world or whatever and they did it to like every square inch of the wall because that's what they thought like oh maybe more was better yeah and they all kind of just have this idea of the outside and it's always the same picture yeah like even in the slums that graffiti on the wall of the outside is still just that little beach scene yeah they they, (laughs) they did one google search of outside yeah double down on it um also because they kept with like the uh if you're going through the memories from your little drone it says that like it was incredible they were able to grow plants underground Mm -hmm. and then the robots were still just taking care of the plants because it's what the humans would have wanted yeah yeah and yeah maybe we can talk about the near automata dna yeah i think that's like the the crossover between their wild postcard designs and (laughs) yeah it seems like they're constantly trying to mimic human behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's one robot you find on the roof in the slums, and it it appears to be dead. And I think you unlock a memory there, and it describes that uh, they introduced this class system because they read about human behavior, and like this robot died because of that. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, couldn't help but think about Nier Automata, of course. Yeah, and like I quickly noted the like Final Fantasy VII. I think you played the remake. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of how Midgar is built. So like Shinra, the electric company of that game, has all the power, and they built like this plate system where the wealthy are above the plate, and the slums and everything are below the plate. And in this game, you have the Neko Electric Company, which I guess, mm-hmm. I guess is like Pico, but. They the did this, the same thing. It, oh, yeah, Neko. <laughs> yeah, you um, get that? <laughs> yeah, I figured that was a cat thing. Yeah. yeah, but it's like the same thing where it's like 
physically like a ladder where people are at the bottom of it in the slums and then the wealthy were at the top yeah and when you climb to the midtown you see the robots trying to mimic um like police state type shit yeah (laughs) they even got their own their own cops with the uh yeah the guardians and then the little sentinel drones Mm -hmm. yeah i liked those like there's three robots in midtown that just like hated the system they had like skateboards and cassettes yeah it got really punk at the end like (laughs) when you found the um the people and you uh you destroy the um the surveillance uh Mm -hmm. cameras for them and then like you steal a jacket it felt like a tony hawk's underground side quest yeah (laughs) yeah that shit was tight it got real punk yeah they had the the bacteria was obviously on the inside and that wiped out all the people that were inside the city and also Mm -hmm. worth noting that this is walled city 99 implying that i guess there's other walled cities out there i did not realize that yeah so this is the 99th walled city jesus and man. at least from the memories it sounded like there was some sort of plague on the outside world and that's why they built the walled cities and then they had no way to get rid of the trash which brought on the bacteria yeah so um do you feel do you think that humans even exist at this point or have have they gone extinct i think there could be other like i think in like fallout three you like same thing you end up finding some vaults that are still thriving like they Mm -hmm. just don't know that they could go outside (laughs) Um, maybe straight to you stumble onto walled city 76 yeah like maybe there's a bunch out there i almost wanted the camera to pan out like outside and give us like a continent view like maybe they're the whole world is kind of messed up too yeah but it's also cool that they leave it up for imagination or interpretation yeah i don't know if they'll make it they, they could probably make another one yeah maybe there's a lot of stuff because also like the i don't know why the sun turned the sentinels off like mm-hmm. the sun killed mm-hmm. all the plague things but then it also turned off the cops yeah that part didn't make sense i i get that uh sunlight you know people say sunlight is the best disinfectant <laughs> i could see it like destroying bacteria but like not turning machines off yeah yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's the big spoiler of the game is that you you get out. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's some good characters you meet along the way. Like uh, your friend Momo, who has like the sickest pink flamingo kind of jacket and a bucket hat. <laughs> yeah, the fashion in this game is pretty good, actually. Yeah, I, I love any robots with like computer heads. That's just my, mm-hmm. my jam. There's a comic series called Saga where they have the monitor heads. Except these, those people have like human torsos and a computer head okay um and then fully coolly i think i showed you a screenshot of this a while ago mm-hmm. but the robot in that is named canty and it's got a computer head and there's a lot of sick imagery in it of the robot with like its arms stretched out and there's crows flying behind him Jeez, i'm gonna have to look that up again i haven't seen fully coolly but yeah but really any any robots that have tv heads to show emotions and stuff that's that's such a good aesthetic what was the fool in Borderlands? Uh, Zero? Zero. Oh, yeah, the assassin. Yeah, wouldn't that thing show, like, a heart on its face? Yeah, he had, like, an emoji thing, which was more like uh, that edgy guy from Watch Dogs 2. 
I've only seen the trailers uh, for Watch Dogs. But yeah, they had <laughs> little like displays showing feelings and stuff. Yeah. Man, it was a good game. My cat didn't do like all the cats on the internet were doing like awesome stuff watching their their humans play stray. Yeah. My cat looked up like once on the first couple of meows, and then went back to sleep. <sighs> Poor Ben. Yeah. He didn't Couldn't care. go viral. No, he he already uh, had his his fame, his moment of fame. In his sweater. Yeah, now he's washed up. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a child star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest about, Stray? No, I mean, they kind of get into, like, other stuff, like... Because these robots were, like, the helpers of people. Mm -hmm. It seemed like maybe just your drone was actual, like, human AI. Like, the scientists uploaded themselves into a computer somehow yeah i didn't get the vibe that they were all secretly humans yeah in robot bodies especially when you get to the the top floor and you have all the robots just doing jobs like they're ones that haven't become sentient after all these years yeah just like window cleaners and stuff yeah and i feel like that's when you really got a scale of like the timeline like it was this like the robots up there or maybe that was in Midtown, but they were like, hey, you can't use this elevator right now. It's been down for 470 years or whatever. Like, try again next year. Yeah, yeah. Um, they haven't lost hope either. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's been down for a little. At one point, a robot uh, says that they don't age like soft ones. They call mm-hmm. humans the soft ones. <laughs> and there was another robot that said... Um, he has a friend that's in jail for 350 years. Oh, God. Which which makes me think that this game could take place in, like, 20,000 something, something, something. And humans have been long extinct. Um, yeah. But. Who knows how long they've been chasing that that picture of outside. Yeah, it, it could be, like, an eternity. Because they don't die. They age forever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, like, also in the slums, there's that. Uh, there's Doc and I believe Seamus is the his son's name. So like there's a father son robot duo. Mm-hmm. And is that kind of like near where they're sort of just playing at families too? Yeah, I bet they like read something about familial familial relationships. Yeah, and, and one just, of them just started raising a robot. Yeah, just decided to mimic it. Yeah, I mean, I so I say uh, play play stray. Play stray. I don't really have anything else to play about. It was such like a short game where I, there's no way to talk about it without kind of blowing the whole thing open. But it's also kind of free if you have the really expensive PlayStation Plus. <laughs> yeah, making it not exactly free. Yeah, it's free, free if you spend a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening to WGGA, your local... Game Guys Advanced Radio Station. We are currently doing a donation drive in support of our 2022 fund drive. We are looking to raise approximately 3,564 bananas. Um, you can just Venmo that to me at Rich Crudell. Thank you. <laughs>